most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones <laughs> Yes How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm all dressed up and nowhere to go Well, we had somewhere to go And then we came home Yes To record a podcast Well, I actually came home to snuggle my babies Yeah, we were at our friend Matt and Tiffany's wedding mm-hmm. And it was stunning It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And the food was fantastic. I tell you what, if you were single at that wedding and don't go away with a date tonight, I can't help you because there was a lot of really good looking single people. There was. And seriously. Yes. But I think actually uh, much more single females than men. So, you know, it's tricky. I mm, Yeah, I don't do a head count. I just thought <laughs> we live among beautiful people. We really do. It's true. Anyway, we got sidetracked. I wanted to dance. You did want to dance. I desperately wanted to dance. You the, wanted to Whitney Houston the thing. There was all like the fun dancey people were at this wedding. Right. Yeah. Did any of those fun dancey people have children that hadn't seen them for the whole weekend? No. And that's why you had to leave. Yeah. Which was yeah, sad because I wanted to stay is, home. They had a dance floor. I was ready to do some <laughs> pop and lock. Where did liars go again? <laughs> Did you know, have we talked about the fact I used to be a break dancer? You were not a break dancer. Okay, this oh, is a true please. story. I am not doing my normal. Oh, I used please. to work for the MI6. Okay. I Go actually ahead. used to be a break I'll dancer. I'll try and believe you. Right. When I was 10, between the ages of 10, 10 and 12. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You can, next time, I, when my father's here, you ask him, okay. was I a break dancer? Do you want to okay. know what my street name was? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I really want to know. It was Voltaire. <laughs> What? What's your problem? Wait, did you make it up yourself or did somebody give it to you? No, it, I I didn't make it up. I copied it from the name of the the marker brand, like Sharpies. It was called Voltaire. And I thought that's so cool because it's wow. like Volt, like electric. And I had my and own... tear, like what you do with muscles I when my, you <laughs> break dance. I had my own linoleum. You had oh, I had a own, whole b-boy outfit. You had your own linoleum? Yep. That would roll up and I'd put out in the garage. And I'm going to need pictures. I think I speak for everyone when I say we're going to need pictures. The only pictures I think that I've got is of me in my Nike windbreaker with my Nike (gasps) headband and my Nike wristbands. Wow. Yeah, it's true. So you were a very fashionable breakdancer then. I feel like I'm being mocked and Maybe. getting no credit. Was this for when us. you had dreadlocks or was that no, late? No. That was a, like a later fashion decision. That, that was much later. Okay. Anyway, we are yeah. so off track. We were at a wedding. We, we were at a wedding. We came home early to, our kids. to put our children to bed. And record a podcast. Where were you this weekend? I was calling all over the house for you. I couldn't find you. I know. I'm, I'd, I was hiding. I was in the master closet. I feel like literally I did all the work this weekend you, with the kids. You did because I did all the other work. So I, I was away doing a father heart conference in Chickamauga, Georgia. Chickamauga would be a great street name for a break dancer. <laughs> Bring it wow. down, Chickamauga. <laughs> Did you have to beatbox while you were breakdancing? No. How was okay. your father heart weekend? It was really good. I uh, I fell in love with that church. They're so I told great. you you would. Yeah. They're lovely. They're really lovely. Yeah. It was really funny because uh, I guess quite a few of them actually uh, listened to the podcast. So shout out, whoop, whoop, Chickamauga. Um, but yeah. I, I met a bunch of people that I was like, well, you know what? If I lived in Chattanooga or Chickamauga, I'd go here. It was a great church. If you're not from Tennessee, Chattanooga and Chickamauga are places that are actually named those places. I thought people were joking when I first got here and they said they were from Chattanooga. 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, like somebody named a city that. Oh, they did. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> while, while you were away, I was daddy on Kid Patrol. You were. The secret to one of the parents being away for the weekend is to just get your children hyped up on activities. So I picked them up from school on Friday, took them straight to the opticians to get their glasses. So exciting activities. Though. Well, they were excited. <laughs> they, they were. Couldn't yeah. wait. MJ's yeah. bummed because he's got perfect eyesight. <laughs> he was like, I want glasses. <laughs> and so Abby and T are rocking their new spectacles. Then we went straight to Chick-fil-A. Then we went straight to the movies. Then we went straight to Walmart to do some shopping. So Friday night was taken care of. They didn't even ask for you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> Mummy who? <laughs> and then Saturday, they had two kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. So that took care of that. Mm-hmm. And then I introduced my mother-in-law, your mother, to sushi. Yes. Which was highly amusing. It was. I told her that it... <laughs> I told her that it was impolite in Japanese culture to take bites of sushi, so you had to shove the whole roll in your mouth. <laughs> well, it's kind of true, but anyway, Is yes, it? yeah. Well, she did it, much to my delight, and I have video of it. Oh, okay. Can I see that later then? Yeah. Okay. You're going to love that. Okay. So anyway, that was our week. I hope you guys had a great week, and you were also break dancers in the past life. Well, I also wanted to add Go that on. I got an amazing welcome basket in the hotel. And I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Did it, you bring any of it home for me to eat? Um, n- n- it wasn't your basket. It's my basket. I know, but we're one in spirit. So it was very fun looking at it because I was like, hmm, somehow they know everything I like and it's in this basket. And then there was this box of chocolates and I wasn't going to open the box of chocolates. I was going to wait until later. But then I thought if they ask me if I like the chocolates they got, I wouldn't be able to answer. So I opened the box of chocolates and what do you know? It was actually shoes. <laughs> Were they, they really small shoes or really large chocolates? They're folded shoes. Like they're folded up. They're called teaks and they're super comfortable. They're like ballet slippers. Are they made out of, how do you fold up shoes? Have they got hinges? I'll show you. They're, no, there's just like a flexible sole. I'm excited for you getting shoes. Yes. But I'm kind of misled. I thought there was chocolate coming my way. Uh, no. No. Mm-mm. You're not allowed on. to have chocolate. I know. Or sugar. I know. Sorry, darling. I know. What do you want to talk about this week? I have been thinking a lot. I guess I'm going to generally call this community. Okay. But I've been thinking about the community we're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked a lot, it feels like, on the podcast in, in the last month or so about... How we, me and you, are really bad at celebrating. Yes. And how good our community is at celebrating and how they're doing a fantastic job in teaching us to celebrate yes. everything. And yes. So I've been thinking about that. And then, I, of course, we're at a wedding where everybody came out to celebrate Matt and Tiffany. And that, that was beautiful. Yeah. And then we've been on the receiving end of the generosity of people in our community. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been the benefactors of people's kindness and giving up time to come and help us move house or clean houses. or Absolutely. But we also in our community get to stand back and watch other people be benefactors, which we love. You know, like, for example, last week at church, somebody got given a car. That's which right. Which cool. And we've got so many stories of people being given cars or houses or... We live in such a generous community and culture. I just, I think it's amazing. So I've been thinking about the value of community. Yeah. Do you want to hear some stories? I, I want to hear what you've been thinking about. You're very kind. Thank you. So this weekend, we've got mm-hmm. two friends. You've heard us talk about them before, Tiffany and, and Jonathan. And we have we have been delighted in watching them 
they've just had a baby, their third baby boy. Oh, he's so cute. He is absolutely adorable. He's a squish. Yeah. And they have just sold their house and they're just moving in the house. And so I, having just moved house, I know how busy that can be. And so yes. I texted Jonathan and said, hey, if I can help, let me know. Like Friday's my day off. Do you, I know that you've got a group of guys coming over to help Saturday. I'm more than happy to come help. Uh, but do you need any help in the run up to that? And so he shot me a text. Shot me a text? He shooted me a text? He sent me a text. Sent. Yeah, he sent me a text and yeah. said, on Friday, uh, is there anybody, you know, if you're free, could you come over and just help me assemble some furniture and some cribs and whatnot? I was like, sure. So I drove over and and I was aware that on the Friday, it was really funny, and on Saturday, actually, Jonathan was so exceptionally gracious and, and grateful to me showing up. In fact, the level of his thanks was if I had saved his firstborn from a flowing river that was headed toward like a 30 foot waterfall and i was like dude it, it's totally i'm more than happy to come over with a power tool and go yeah. Voot, 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 yeah and then oh and by the way you helped us move yeah but uh, i'm like this i wasn't going over to help him because he helped us no, we've, just, got, we've got to yeah. move beyond that level yeah, yeah, of yeah. um thinking but his gratitude was like oh thank you so much i can't believe this is your day off and and i was just kind of chuckling because i was like this really isn't a big deal it's like somebody saying oh thanks for wearing pants today you know i really appreciate it well i'd actually like to thank you for wearing pants today you're personally. welcome it's yeah. not every day i wear pants no <laughs> and then so i i a i filed that away in my head and, and had a little chuckle because i i kind of got where it was coming from because a couple of weeks earlier we were in that same boat, you know, you're kind of undone when all these people give up their time off to come and help you. For sure. And it's really humbling. So I knew where he was coming from, but it was fun to be on one side of the equation receiving the help and then fun to be on the other side of the equation offering the help. And But what I loved on Saturday, I showed up and he had a bunch of guys from his uh, small group all show up and we you know, emptied his house and moved house and set stuff up. And I, I, what I found out was I was having this tremendous fun. Now, for those of you who know me, I don't enjoy A, being outside or B, doing manual labor. The, the most amount of manual labor I get is double clicking. I'm like, oh, why can't I be <laughs> oh, single click? I had to click twice. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am finding myself having tremendous joy first thing in the morning loading boxes, you know, lifting heavy boxes and moving stuff around and this camaraderie and, yeah. and I'm loving it. But what I especially loved is all the guys showed up. We're all, took us about an hour and a half to load the van and then we drive over to Jonathan's house and we all go inside and Jonathan gives us a tour of his house. And what I loved was everybody who'd shown up to help joined in and celebrating for Jonathan and Tiffany, their house. Now, it was only Jonathan and Tiffany who were moving there, but everybody else was like... <gasps> I love your house. Oh, this is amazing. And, and there was people in that group who were trying to buy a house and who haven't yet bought a house. And there was no sense of, you know, jealousy or frustration. You know how sometimes right. when you get around Animosity people who are being blessed, anything. you have mm -hmm. to manage your heart. You're like, I'm so glad you're being blessed. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we've all had moments where you're like, yay, sure. I'm so glad you got given a third car. I, I could just do with a car. Right, exactly. There was none of that. Everybody right. was super thrilled and super excited. And I just loved really our, our, our community about how happy everybody was. Um, so that was one thing that I was sitting watching. And then I came home and realized that in the morning while I was out doing that, one of our neighbors had come and taken all three of our kids out for the morning. Yes. Which was amazing. Yes. And then... In the evening, our, our another set of our neighbors 
bless them, they came over and helped me in the garden. I, I say they helped me. Really, they did all the work, and <laughs> I just looked on blankly. <laughs> we really are clueless with gardening things. Absolutely clueless. Yes. But God bless Wes and Deirdre, who live right next door. They they are like magicians in the in the fine arts of horticulture. <laughs> and so poor Wes got stung by a hornet's nest. <gasps> yeah. He did? Yeah, he did. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no. Uh, Wes was trimming my trees in the pouring rain. I'm, I'm standing in, with an umbrella. And I'm like, are you sure you're okay? <laughs> nice. And he's just cutting away. Oh. But you offered him tea or something, I'm nope. sure. Okay. No, nope. the All man right. is a machine. All right. He's just fueled <laughs> by the weather. And then tonight he came over and helped us wire up our, um, what do you call it? Dryer. The dryer, which wasn't installed properly. Anyway, I was just thinking like, gosh, it's so amazing. Our... Our community, like, it's so amazing being on the receiving end of it. But I really enjoyed, and I was speaking to Richard about this when we were in the car, I really enjoyed this process of of giving up time to help other people and find joy in it, not just because they're being helped, but finding joy in the process. Yeah, I think that's the awesome thing about boundaries, is that, you know, boundaries isn't just about saying no, it's being able to say no so that you can say yes to things that you want to say yes to. And you then have the energy and the time, the reserves to be able to do those things. And do them willingly. Yeah. Because you want to, not because you feel manipulated or, you know, you have to. So yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite fun to, to be able to go and um, help other people, isn't it? Yeah. Michelle, our m pastor was talking about, we, we did a walk of love, so a, a bunch of people in Emanate went up to Nashville, and uh, every once in a while uh, there's a ministry called Walk of Love, and they basically give away food to neighborhoods in Nashville. And so our a team from Emanate went up, and Michelle was saying it was so much joy to see a group of people like we had so much joy banding together, common vision, going off and doing this. Yeah, and it's it's what you said, babe. That the misconception of boundaries is that boundaries is all about saying no. But it isn't. But it isn't. I mean, no. you have to say no to prioritize your personal power so you can spend it wisely. Yeah. One of the things that that we thought long and hard about is when we were moving, we wanted to be very careful about who we asked to help us. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to be careful because we wanted to make sure that we were asking people that would feel free to say no, that wouldn't feel like, well, we have to help because there are pastors or there are leaders or anything like that, but would know that we would be fine with them saying no and that we're just asking them because we trust them to be able to say no and we you know, trust them and we want them in our lives kind of thing. So That's right. And we had several people say no. Yeah. And I loved that they could say no. Absolutely. And there was no sense where I'm like, oh, well, you know. That's it. We're no, done. nothing like yeah. that. People yeah. are busy. People have busy lives. And let's face it, you know, manual labor isn't fun. Right. So I don't blame anybody for saying saying no. But I, what that means is you're safe that people aren't feeling taken advantage of. And you're also thrilled that the people who do show up want to be there and fun can be had. Yeah. I do think, though, I think, I mean, I don't know if I want to say particularly in the South, but it feels like lots of people have been manipulated by whatever, just you have to help. And particularly when it's pastors, you right. know, well, they're your pastors, so you have to do X. And I think that's the thing that makes us uh, 
cautious slash nervous, you know, like, actually, I don't want you to come and help me with X because I'm your pastor. I only want you to come and do that if you want to do that. Right. I remember growing up, my culture that I grew up in, there was a lot of, oh, you ought to, or you should do. Yeah. And that removes any sense of personal freedom or any sense of choice. Right. Because even if you choose not to, there's this cloud of guilt that you're somehow a bad Christian or a bad person for not. So you end up not giving away your life. You end up having your life subtly taken from you and resenting it. Right. And, you know, life worth living is a life worth giving. Like you you really do find life. Didn't get to speak to these people to ask them permission to talk about them. So I'm going to talk about them in code. We had some... Ah, vaguity. I like it. We had some friends call you and just say, hey... How are you guys doing with Unpacking the House? We'd love to come over and, you know, lend a hand with anything we can. Yes. And you forgot to mention that they were coming or you told me, oh, they just texted just <laughs> as I was mentioning them. Oh my gosh. Let me see. Wow. I texted them earlier to say, hey, can I use this story? And I'll read what they say anyway while I, while I tell the story. Because, oh, they quoted. So... Yeah, they they contacted you. You forgot to tell me, or you did tell me, and I wasn't listening. Yes. And so on the day they Got showed it. up, and I was like, "Hey, I'm so glad to see you guys." Like, uh, what are we doing? And they're like, "Oh, we just came over to help you." <laughs> I definitely told you uh, details. Okay. But here's the thing: they look the best I've ever seen them. I mean, yeah. she looked radiant and beautiful, and not that she doesn't normally look beautiful or not radiant, but she was extra specially shiny. Yeah, and he looked so handsome. So I commented to them like, "You guys look like the best I've I've ever seen you." And I said, "I can't believe you've given up your Saturday night or Friday night, whenever it was, to come out and help us." And they said, and I can now quote because they texted me. They said, "We realized we needed to get outside of ourselves and think about how we could help others, rather than just concerning ourselves with, well, ourselves, mm-hmm. because we know that serving and outward giving brings joy in a healthy mind. Think of it kind of like a body of water that doesn't have a channel for the water to flow out of the body." Thus, the water will cesspool and turn into a swamp unless there's an outflow happening. And we don't want to be a swamp, so we need to give of ourselves and our time. And, wow. th- and they said, so it's really funny that you comment on how good we're looking when we actually deliberately made a choice to look outside of ourselves. Yeah. Well, we obviously we totally appreciate it. It was, it was so fun. I love also in those opportunities um, that we you know get to know People like we had some people that came and helped us that we really didn't know before, right? And uh, so that was quite fun too. I think the fun thing is in doing stuff together, you also get to know each other better. So no matter what it is that you're doing, whether you're um, helping at somebody's house or helping moving or helping at church or you know whatever it is, um, it's also just an opportunity again to build more community, isn't it? Right? Because you get to know each other and you you talk. I mean, it's not like you're silent. Shannon, our school pastor, had this brilliant comment. She was We were talking to, about this a little bit, and she was listening to Jason Valton's podcast, I think. It, it was definitely Jason Valton. I think it was his podcast. And he was talking about how he has some great spiritual fathers, and he was talking about how he got them as fathers was joining them in the work that they were doing. So if they're doing, you know, repair work on their houses, he'd go over and help them. Or if they were, you know, working on their car, he'd go over and help them. And just in the process of giving of his availability, they formed a friendship around doing something rather than 
forming a friendship because often you know in our in our past we've had people who are like oh you know i really want to you know would you mentor me with would you connect with me and you end up with this kind of artificial the reason i am connecting with you is to connect with you Mm -hmm. rather than finding a common bond and in which you can connect so anyway that there's there's no well thought out point here other than to say we have an amazing community we're thrilled to be a part of it i just love where our community is going and I just love the leaders we have in our community. They're amazing. And other than that, that serving, giving of your time, going out of your way to bless somebody else actually does something that ends up boomeranging back on you. Yeah. It's back to sowing and reaping, isn't it? For sure. Given it will be given to you. I guess just, you know, sort of return to Matt and Tiffany's wedding. It was super fun to be with a bunch of people that all you know love and could celebrate matt and tiffany and just you know we didn't go for a free dinner we went because we're excited about what god's doing in their lives and we get to be part of it i think that's one of the things i love too about um the declarations and the vows at the beginning of the ceremony you know where they're saying hey you know this is this is your intention, isn't it, Matt, to marry Tiffany and behave like this? Yes. Tiffany, this is your intention, isn't it, to behave like this and, you know, marry Matt? Yes. Hey, people that are here, you're part of this larger community. Is it your intention to uphold this marriage and to help them and to whatever? And we all say, we will. Yeah. And I love that part because I'm like, gosh, you know, I'm sitting at this wedding because I'm saying yes. You know, I think this is a great idea and I want to see it succeed. And I love the challenge of that, that, hey, Marriage is a community thing. You right. need help, you know, and then add kids to that scenario. It takes a village, you oh. know. So I love, I love the community even of that, of us getting to kind of stand with them and say, yeah, I, I'm in this with you and, and I'm here and I'm available to help. But it was, it was fun. It was fun to see so many just solid, solid people at that wedding that are, you know, going to be part of the support structure for a new family. So I love community is good. God knew what he was doing when he made community. Yes, he did. Well done, God. <laughs> Two thumbs up. All right. Are you ready for a listener's question? I believe I am. A continue our theme of relationships, Ooh. which, you know, we got all these listeners questions in and yes. nobody knows what anybody else is sending, but here's a brilliant one. Okay. AJ always talks about how girls can imagine things and plan their future and obsess over everything about a guy before they even know the guy. I have struggled with this exact thing for years, and as a senior in college, I would love some advice for how to stop doing this because it has only led me to heartbreak and stress and anxiety when it comes to relationships. I feel like I get so ahead of myself and jump into things, and then I get to know the guy, and he doesn't live up to my made-up version of him, and so I end up disappointed every time. (laughs) Sure, how could he make it? (laughs) you know, actually live up to your made-up version. We can come up with some pretty amazing stuff. You girls can go psycho in your imagination. Yeah. And if you're really good with Photoshop, you end up with creepy (laughs) albums of what your children will look like in the future. It's like that movie. Do you remember the 10 things? There There was some movie where they made up a book. I think that would be an effective way of getting rid of them. Um, Yeah. I mean, how do you stop doing that? Well, don't let yourself even start down the track of daydreaming about it until he's at least said that he's really interested in you and wants to pursue you. Do you know what I mean? Because I think 
I think, again, we get way out over our skis thinking, well, he's sweet and he loves Jesus. And, you know, you know, it could be this and it could be that. And before we know it, we've fallen in love with a person that doesn't exist because we don't actually know them. Right. You know, and that seems like what's um, happening for you is your your imagination is creating something that actually isn't there in the fact that he isn't that person because you don't actually know him and your heart is now invested in a fantasy. Um, so how do you do it? You just have to stop. You just have to literally go, Oh, I'm starting to do that thing. I've seen a Christian male and I'm all of a sudden thinking they're my spouse. I'm not going to go there. You know, um, this must be one of those big differences between a guy and a girl thing. Cause I don't think guys do that. So it's hard for me to believe that this is actually something that occupies the CPU cycles of women's brains. Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's all women necessarily, but I've certainly watched the scenario happen a number of times. I want to know what your imagination version of me was when you first met me. Yeah, I wasn't doing that anymore by the time I met you. I was Why were you not doing that? Um you'd learn it disappoints. Yeah, I mean I'd already given that cycle over to the Lord. I had uh I think there was one uh fellow that I had just really really liked. And of course, I think very unwise friends would weigh in and say, "Oh, you guys would be great together." And that would just sort of feed that thing of like, "Yeah, we would. We would We'd be, be great, great together. together." And, you know, and then Later on down the road, you end up just like your heart is trashed over something that was never real. And I was just like, gosh, I'm not doing this again. God, I need to place my heart in your hands. And I'm asking you, don't let me go there. Like, just don't let me go there until this handsome Scotsman comes along and sweeps me off my feet. And then ta-da, you came. There wasn't that much. Although it was years later. It was somewhat clunky. And yeah, awkward. I know. I'm just trying to, you know, make it seem like it was sweeping. <laughs> so is it the same? I guess the same rules apply as any, you know, take every thought captive to Christ, yeah. which would mean when those thoughts pop in your head, don't yeah. entertain them. Yeah. And then have some accountability. Yeah. And we say this all the time when we do um, relationship talks and, um, you know, dating done right talks and all that kind of stuff. If he has not said that he's interested in you, he isn't. Mm-hmm. Just put it to rest. He isn't. I, I'm not sure if the person who asked this question has listened to our teaching on dating. You can find it on our website, alanandaj.com. We have a whole uh, five-part series on sexual healing, and it goes from everything from a good biblical basis for sex and sexuality, but it also includes this whole teaching on dating. And we go into a little bit of detail on the the two pitfalls for men and women when it comes to dating. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, that might be helpful. But in a nutshell, stop it. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of just have to choose to stop it. Value your heart enough to stop it. Ooh. Thanks. If you are within driving distance of Nashville, we've got an incredible event we'd like to talk about. Our good friends Lyle and Allison Phillips are hosting their annual Go Conference. It's running September 8th through 10th. That's a Thursday night, Friday and Saturday. Heidi Baker. Awesome. Banning Liebscher. Very good. Lyle, Alex and Henry Seeley, who we Come interviewed, on. will be speaking at the conference. Yeah. We're also going to be sharing a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Plus worship is going to be oh. unbelievable. Oh, the worship leaders they have coming are outstanding. Jesus culture artist, Chris McClarney, who we've also interviewed whoop, whoop. on the podcast. Christine DeMarco. Yep. 
Bethel Music's Hunter Thompson and Sean Foyt. I've wow. never heard Sean. I haven't either. I've heard great things about him. I've heard great things about Hunter as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, others are going to be leading. It sounds like it's going to be a killer conference. I don't know how they're going to fit everything into just three days. I don't know. I remember their last Go conference. I thought that too, and it they did it. It was amazing. Well, I can't wait to just attend it, never mind get to share at it. Yeah. They. I spoke to Lyle about it. I was like, Lyle, wh- why would you like us to share on a conference that's about missions. And he's like, it's not about missions because we're not missionaries. Right. And he was like, it's actually a leadership and missions conference. So we're going to do a leadership track and we're going to do a missions track. So if you have got a heart for going to the nations in missions, if you've got a heart for reaching your community, this is going to be a fantastic conference. We'd love you to go. They've got a sale on tickets that ends on next Friday, which is, I think, the 19th. I'm making, we could be making that up. I don't Tickets know. are just 60 bucks each. Go to goconferencenashville.com for details. Or just look in the show notes at alanaj.com slash 115 for this week's episode, and you'll find a link to that. If you want to ask us a question, we would love to answer it on air. Uh, you would do that by going to alanandaj.com slash ask. And lastly, if you could do us a huge favor, many of you have already and we really appreciate it. But if you can go to iTunes and leave us a review on our podcast page, it's super helpful. The more reviews we get, the more notice iTunes pays attention to us and the more we get uh, previewed on their page. And it just allows our podcast to reach audience members that might never, ever find us. And we want them to experience the joy that is keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, just think they've never heard our jingle. That's they, tragic. They've never heard these strange hybrid accents. It's true. Tragic. Thanks so much for listening to us. <laughs> we will see you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone